Ohio Republicans try to defend their gerrymandering before the state Supreme Court. A bill in the Ohio House would cut seven positions on the state school board that are appointed by the governor, leaving only elected positions. And President Joe Biden has nominated a new U.S. attorney for the southern half of Ohio, someone who would take over the massive bribery investigation that has roiled the statehouse. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Wednesday, September the 29th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. The Ohio Republicans who created the new gerrymandered maps for legislative districts filed documents before the Supreme Court by the Tuesday deadline saying they stand by the maps and object to the speedy schedule that all the people suing about the maps want to follow so as to get fair maps drawn in time for next year's elections. They said they have lots of work to do in their regular jobs as governor, secretary of state, auditor, house speaker, and senate president, and they have to draw congressional maps. They say they can't afford to give up the time the plaintiffs in the three lawsuits over the legislative districts want. The Supreme Court, though, has moved with urgency, forcing the Republicans to make those filings by the end of Tuesday, even for a suit that was filed just Monday. It will be a battle. House Speaker Bob Cupp and Senate President Matt Huffman actually argue that the new maps are not drawn to provide the Republicans with supermajorities, which on its face is simply not true. Also interesting, Attorney General Dave Yost represents the governor, auditor, and secretary of state, but not the others. They have their own attorneys. A new wave of Ohioans are discovering for the first time that their personal information was used by scammers to file fraudulent unemployment claims. Thanks to 2.7 million letters sent by the state notifying people that special federal pandemic benefits are ending. For Ohioans who unexpectedly receive such a letter, often addressed to an unfamiliar name, it serves as an inadvertent alert that their personal information was at some point pilfered to possibly procure jobless benefits. The state says that in most cases the claims were already flagged for fraud and no payment was issued. People who receive such letters by surprise should notify the Department of Job and Family Services via its unemployment fraud website. The state is rolling out a new fraud reporting portal later this week so people can notify them about fraudulent-looking correspondence in their names or addressed to others. We're thinking of pulling the plug on this podcast. The Wake Up has not had the explosive growth that we've seen with our other news podcast, This Week in the CLE. And we're thinking we might close this one down to put all our energy into This Week in the CLE. But we have not consulted you, the listener to this podcast, on your thoughts. How important is it to you? What do you like about it or dislike? Before we make a call on whether to continue, and that is not a decision that is imminent, we'd like to hear from you. Let us know what you think by sending an email to me, Chris Quinn, at cquinn at cleveland.com. Thank you. A bill in the Ohio House seeks to eliminate the eight members of the State Board of Education who are appointed by the governor, leaving 11 members who are elected. 
House Bill 298 has Republican and Democratic sponsors who say the legislation is needed to create a board that is accountable to the voters who elect them and to end alleged political interference on education by the governor's office. The bill does come a year after the board passed an anti-racism and equity resolution that remains controversial, especially among some elected board members. In recent years, the elected members of the State Board of Ed have been further to the right than the appointed members. For instance, elected board member Kirsten Hill, who has repeated the lie that there was significant fraud in the 2020 presidential election, attended the January 6th protest at the U.S. Capitol and is listed as an organizer of a bus from Lorain County to Washington to participate in those protests. She says she remained outside the building. Nevertheless, the sponsors say that it's best if the people are elected to the board and not appointed by the governor. President Joe Biden has nominated a new U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Ohio, which is overseeing the federal corruption investigation into House Bill 6 and other probes at the Ohio State House. Biden has tapped Kenneth Parker, a career federal prosecutor who has worked for the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District since 1999. Parker's tenure in the office includes a stint as criminal division chief from 2011 to 2019. The profile of the office has been elevated with its role in the corruption probe of the HB6 nuclear bailout bill, an investigation that went public in July 2020 following the arrest of then-Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder. The FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District have been investigating other pay-to-play allegations at the State House, none of which have led to charges. The Public Utilities Commission of Ohio is opening an investigation into whether First Energy Corporation wrongly used ratepayer money to pay for the naming rights to First Energy Stadium, the Cleveland Browns' home field. The investigation comes at the request of State Representative Kent Smith, a Euclid Democrat, who, along with other Democratic legislators, has called on the city of Cleveland to revert the name of the stadium back to Cleveland Brown Stadium because of the utility's involvement in the House Bill 6 bribery scandal. In 2013, First Energy agreed to a 17-year, $102 million deal to purchase naming rights for the stadium, The PUCO generally doesn't allow utilities to use money collected from customers to pay for promotional advertising. First Energy spokeswoman Jennifer Young says no ratepayer money was used to pay for the stadium naming rights because none of the utilities collecting the money from customers, Cleveland Electric Illuminating Company, Ohio Edison, and Toledo Edison, paid for the naming rights. Rather, Young said the naming rights were purchased by the parent company, First Energy Corporation. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.